Christian McCaffrey is the son of my favorite player of all time, Ed McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh my God, I did not know that. You didn't know that? How did I not know that? I, I have, did that's know the that. Only, the only jersey I have is a McCaffrey jersey. Isn't no, Ed I McCaffrey. know about Ed McCaffrey. Yeah. And you're, but I just didn't know he was his son. Wait, you didn't? No. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. We have an intro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me, as always, are deputy editor Tori Preston. Hello. And a person of interest in the investigation into the disappearing baby Yoda gifts, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Dustin, uh, those gifts are back. Uh, thank, thank, uh, thank the maker, but... Uh, you know, you, you still may have to answer for your crimes because there, there was apparently a several-hour period when we could not stare at Baby Yoda in gift form. Yeah, he tattled. He sent a threatening, <laughs> he sent a threatening letter using his lawyer skills oh. to Giphy oh. with, like, a fake, but he, like, ripped off the Disney logo. Mm-hmm. So they thought it was, like, a real lawyer. But, no, it's just some dude in Maine. <laughs> Dustin, what do you have to say for yourself? I'm just trying to take the joy away from you all. Yeah, we know. <laughs> As I said earlier, the baby Yoda is just a, a cute, shiny, adorable thing to obscure the fact that the Mandalorian has no substance whatsoever. Wrong. Mm, so very wrong. Yeah. It is part of the substance. There is substance. It's calming. And there's there's lots calming. of... There's lo- so, much, so much substance... So many it's like the Mandalorian. Happening. It's I mean no no it's like Lord of the Rings. It's just that he walks to one place and then he walks to another place and in the end he'll pull baby Yoda into a volcano. And then I he mean, fights that... for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. And then we get a rocketeer homage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I don't know. You just seem really hard to please. Like what do you look for <laughs> in your space westerns? Well, something to happen. <laughs> he murdered I, I'm sorry, a lot a of stormtroopers. A fleet of rocketeers <laughs> isn't something. Yeah, he, he murdered a lot of people that don't matter. I mean, Werner Herzog isn't dead. That's the true. people who do matter haven't died. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I where are the stakes in the show? I love the interview where um, the director, Deborah Chow, was saying that uh, Werner Herzog, like, actually believed, like, treated the baby Yoda puppet <laughs> as if it was a real child. That was so good. It was so good. I was like, yes, that makes sense. The Yoda is very, very cute. Yeah. Is that I'm a, gonna, not enough to sustain you? I'm, I'm going to say no. that's a win. We got, we got Dustin. Dustin's on board <laughs> yeah, with okay. The Mandalorian. You know, by the way, Dustin, uh, there at least a couple listeners were concerned that uh, we were trying to push you too far uh, by trying to say that you should watch The Mandalorian because they said that you are too busy watching other things. Like, they were genuinely concerned for your health. Oh. Um, <laughs> and on that topic, here's but, uh, Dustin's Riverdale recap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even work it into a good segue, but thank you, Tori. That's You're right. Welcome. It's time once again for Dustin's Riverdale recap because Dustin... Loves watching television. He watches all of it all the time. He's That's like right. that 
what's that guy's name in uh, Firefly Mr. Universe with oh, all yeah. the screens? He's like that, David except Crumbles. that all the screens are playing uh, Riverdale when Riverdale's on. So. <laughs> but always like just like three seconds off. <laughs> There's a delay. Right. Uh, so right. Dustin, take it away. I, I went a couple of words over, but I had to get it all in. Unacceptable. All right. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Cheryl devises a plan to get rid of her snooping aunt and dispose of the body of her uncle, who killed by Tony. They make a feast and convince the aunt that she ate the uncle. Cheryl then blackmails the aunt by threatening to have her arrested for cannibalism. Uh, yet another week where we don't hear anything about Betty, Archie, Veronica, or I only head. get so many words. <laughs> or Tori, also a uh, fan favorite character, the rat. Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think either of you appreciate what's happening in the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they murdered the uncle. Right. And then they said that they fed her to the aunt and then threatened to blackmail her. Mm-hmm. By turning her into the authorities for cannibalism. Right, but, but she didn't really eat the body. No, she didn't. But Cheryl really did murder the uncle. <laughs> and that is the point. So that wait, why It's being obscured she... in the storyline. It's like she uh, yeah. murdered somebody. Did she just murder the uncle in order to get rid of the aunt? Or were it, was it like two separate? No. Okay. It was... I mean, it was an. It wasn't really an accident. Well, it was kind of an accident. A- accidental murder. The mur- The uncle was like harassing her because of the corpse oh. of her brother, and then Tony ended up killing the uncle, and they couldn't get rid of the body because the aunt was snooping. Right. So they decided to deal with it. Okay. Out train. But yes, the train. But they're like, hey, auntie, you just ate your husband. And we're going to go to the cops. Wait, but didn't the aunt figure it out when they cook her a meal and don't eat it with her? <laughs> no, they ate it with her. But then wouldn't they all... So then the threat is hollow because they all could be arrested for cannibalism. Right. Even though they didn't actually commit cannibalism. Honestly, I'm a, I'm ashamed that the show pulled the punch. They should have just actually eaten the yeah, uncle. Yeah, I was pretty upset about that as well. That <laughs> yeah. There was no actual cannibalism. But I think everybody's just looking over the fact that there was an actual murder. <laughs> <laughs> and that they are trying to blackmail the ant for cannibalism as though that is the greater crime. Right. As if the ant can't turn around and go, but they killed him. Yes. <laughs> and it works. She leaves. Wow. Yes. I don't even remember what happened in the rest of the show. <laughs> you, know, you know why your uh, your you're forgetting other storylines is because it's too complex. That's right. <clears throat> Riverdale you know, is too complex. Unlike The Mandalorian, which is simple and just gives you, you know, Nothing. serves up this imagery and this beautiful action set piece uh, with lots of lasers. And then also the, the guy that used to hang out with uh, Jabba, but not him, but like his species, but they're being roasted because that's uh-huh. the kind of world this is. See, there's so much world building so with no dialogue. Um, they're, he's really not going to take off his mask, is he? I kind of like it better with it on. Wait, and, like and it's now. nice knowing it's Pedro Pascal, <laughs> and like and like all that face is under there, but like he's still hot when you can't see it. It's really I like it. It's working right, for now, me. Now just 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 
explain something to me here. <laughs> so the Mandalorian, he goes out, he gets the baby Yoda. He brings the baby Yoda back to Werner Herzog. Yes. And Herzog gives him his... Beskar. His what? Uh, it's Beskar was the, That's, was the reward. Okay. So the Beskar, which he then uses to uh, uh, rebuild his armor. Correct. Yep. Which was damaged getting the baby Yoda. He was going to do it, so it came in handy for the armor, but he was, it's valuable in its own right. Uh-huh. Um, and because he donates whatever is left over back to the, the foundlings, like the orphans, the other Mandalorian orphans. So that's, basically, he's, he's a bounty hunter in order to continue earning to then support the orphans. Right. So and and the the most of his armor is not Beskar, it's only his helmet and the and the shoulder piece that he got uh, in the first episode. Well, and the chest, and then he got the new chest piece. Well, I mean after, but that's after right. the. Baby oh, he got the chest piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. He, yeah, I, he's he, building on. He did look pieces. shinier after mm-hmm. that. Right, but the whole thing is the Beskar is Mandalorian like iron. It's like a special. It's their special like metal that was taken. It was taken by the Empire, so he's like earning it back. Right. I see. All right, all right. You know, if you paid more attention to the nuance <laughs> in the story, it might uh-huh. not be so boring for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the talky bits. I do appreciate that they are short. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Dustin's Riverdale recap. <laughs> <laughs> Which also went back to the Mandalorian because, you know, it's, we, I, I appreciate that some of the listeners are worried for Dustin's health, but he, he's, he's all caught up and needs to continue watching. That's uh, right. Yeah. We I still have time for the morning show. Don't worry. <laughs> no oh, one God. was worried about that. <laughs> uh, we, we have a new segment we're trying out today, so we want to we try it now. It's a Tori has a has a very special Castle Rock update for everybody. So Tori, take it away. Yes, um, this week I wanted to give a brief update on Castle Rock, and unlike Dustin, I can do it in well uh-huh. under ten words. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so last week on Castle Rock, <clears throat> Bill Skarsgård came back, and. That's it. That's the update. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Castle Rock update. Yes. Four, four uh, words. That's all you guys words. need to know. <laughs> you probably ought to catch up and tune in. <laughs> um, as, as someone who has definitely promised to watch Castle Rock someday, uh, that I, I was worried that this would, this would uh, spoil things for me, but so far it hasn't. Uh, no. I appreciate well, no, that. No. Although uh, the reason why I did want to bring it up in this episode is yeah. because it turns out then when, that when we talked about it the last time, Dan, I mm-hmm. lied to you. <laughs> uh, I told you, uh, I think, to be fair, I think Dustin took my side on this, uh, that because the show is an anthology, you didn't really need to, to watch true. the yeah. first season to jump into the second. Right. Uh, well, last week's episode, Bill, Bill Skarsgård was in the first season, so the... Him showing back up uh, basically proved that, no, you really do need to watch the first season for that reveal to make any sense. Right. So, but it was a big deal if you had seen the first season. If you hadn't, if you jumped just into the season, you probably wondered why people were freaking out. I think Castle Rock is interesting because there's like two Stephen Kings and I like one of them a lot and I don't like the other one a lot. And this week was the Stephen King that I don't like. 
Oh, hmm. really? So you're, yeah, you're not... more into the Annie Wilkes stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never liked the Salem's Lot vampire stuff. Yeah, but this was the necessary, like... It was, it was kind of the necessary backstory one. But they, they've been focusing so much on the Annie Wilkes that I was getting worried that they were dropping the, like, you know, the, infil- the town infiltration right. storyline. Because yeah. it was all just, like, happening in the background. So I needed this episode to be like, okay, this is what's actually happening. And then they'll go back to Annie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a good episode for the reveal. Yeah. And, it, you know, but it's just, I don't care for that. Did you get excited when Tim Robbins went back to Shawshank? Yes, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was worth it. Um, yeah, well, you know, I guess only liking 50% of Castle Rock is par I for really the course. I really like that 50%, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's, there are two very distinct styles going on, and I think it's been interesting this this season, though, I'm into both of them, but you're seeing the balance of kind of two very distinct storylines, and they're they cross over sometimes, but not. You know, the next three episodes I think will be the real interweaving of them because it has felt like you're there's just two completely different worlds happening. Yeah, yeah. So that's hmm. it. All right, Castle Rock. There you go. That's the update. Well, again, and four words. Very impressive. Thank um, you. I, yeah. I think I think we could all learn a lesson from this, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> there's uh, one, one other show that we want to touch on briefly before we get into kind of the, the main uh, topics this week. Uh, Rick and Morty came back a few weeks ago, and uh, we haven't talked about it, even though uh, I think all of us watch it. Uh, but it, it it came back. It's been good. Uh, it hasn't been notable, I guess. I mean, it was you know fine, but uh, but this week's episode was uh, was very exciting, and I think I think Tori and I both really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The uh, the heist movie uh, deconstruction, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was it was layers upon layers, much like you would do a heist movie. Uh, right. So it managed to recreate Ocean's Eleven and Twelve while proving that it's a garbage premise uh, and then subverting that. It was, right. it was basically if you watch the, what Christopher Nolan did with the prestige, but make it about a meta thing about heist movies. Right. In a oh, wow. Christopher. Yeah. In a, in a Rick and Morty cartoon, it was really, really good. And the earlier episodes were fine, but it felt like this season, like the first couple episodes, whereas like last season, everything felt very profound Mm -hmm. and all the characters were going through giant leaps and bounds of growth. And it was all about, you know, Rick's relationship with his daughter and Morty, you know, it was all this stuff about the characters in this season. Like there, there's an entire episode that was just about like Rick's toilet planet. Like it felt like it was a very, (laughs) a very intentional thumbing the nose at people who started thinking Rick and Morty was more intellectual or, or more self-important than it really wants to be. Right. So the first couple episodes were like funny, but like nothing. And this was the first one that kind of had that glimmer of, of real, uh, what made it work, the intellect and the way they construct these stories and these worlds and, and how the humor interweaves and. Right. And they're, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know how much we can say without spoiling it. I guess I mean, I, I'm not not that I'm worried about spoilers, but just uh, <laughs> it's a it's a heist episode or heist movie structure that makes fun of heist movies, but also still it both honors them and makes fun of them. Um, and continues to twist the knife yeah. even after, which is much like a heist movie. Like <laughs> right. every time you think you've gotten the, the end of that concept, there's like another twist to it. And it, right. yeah, and they do, they shoot it, the music, everything mm-hmm. like it feels like oceans 11 <laughs> and it's foul. I mean, there are some scenes in it that are very violent. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's also not, it's it's kind of hard to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. um, also, the uh, the tag at the end I thought was really just perfect. Oh yeah! Oh, because um, Mr. Poopy Butthole guy. Mr. Poopy back. Butthole is uh, is back. <laughs> uh, but but there's a. It's just the the tag involves his. Uh, it's just them asking a question about something that happened in the middle of the plot. That is a perfect. It's a perfect example of the kind of questions you would ask after watching a heist movie, where you're like, wait. Why did they do that? Because they were supposedly, you know, on this clock, and yet they did. They took all this time to do this other thing. For yeah, that really was unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a very very smart episode, but it's not the kind of emotional upheaval that the last season was, which I'm kind of appreciating. Yeah. Um, so. Although it's 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 uh, it's a little surprising to me that it hasn't broken through. Uh, I don't know if it's just that there's so much to watch right now, or if it's, uh, I, I, do, you, do either of you have any theories about that? Like, it, I, I genuinely feel like I'm not seeing conversation about it no. in the way that, say, everyone's talking about Watchmen. Yeah, well, Rick and Morty? Yeah. Oh, isn't like a, a huge Reddit show, though, right? Yeah, but I feel like last season there were articles coming out all the time unpacking Rick and Morty. And oh. I, but I also wonder if, how long ago was the last season? Because I feel like it aired in the spring. It was probably about a year and a half ago, because I, yeah. I think they take about a year and a half to... To do it. So yeah. I feel like it aired on a different part of the... Yeah, I feel like it aired in, like, the winter-spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, right now, I think that Mandalorian and Watchmen are taking all of the oxygen right. out of the room. Like, there's no room to talk about anything else. <laughs> and just It hasn't aired like, since October 2017. Okay, well, never mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's been two years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it would have started... In the summer, then, because then the last episode would have been in October. Uh, yeah. Started so it was like July. a summer premiere that that then, oh, you know, crossed over, overlapped with the fall premiere slightly. Yeah. But yeah, it was a full two years. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's back. Uh, people maybe aren't talking about it as much, but at least this week's episode definitely felt kind of like a return to form for them. Um. But now we have to get into the show that everyone's still talking about, including us, uh, which is Watchmen. All the and, time. Uh, I, and, you know, I don't know that people away from Twitter and social media are talking about it that much. The ratings are fine, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, humongous. But everywhere I go <laughs> online, people are talking about it. About Watchmen? Yeah. Yeah. But do you know people in real life that have watched it, that are watching it? Yes. Oh, you do? Well, yeah, although no. everyone I know is in L.A. No, yeah. That's true. Also, I live on the top of a mountain, so when I say real life, I'm still talking about people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's fine. 
<laughs> to the people who listen to this podcast, I'm sure most of them are probably watching Watchmen, Dustin. So that's yeah. true. But I and still feel like they're real. They're real to me. Yeah, they're real people. I still feel like the show is going to like it's going to have really long legs, and people are going to find it in the next year. In, yeah, in big numbers, particularly when HBO Max comes around. Yeah, I also wonder if a lot of people wanted to. If it's the kind of show that people would wait until it's completed and they hear if it's if the ending justifies it before they get invested. Like, I, I always like, wonder sometimes if... Well, yeah, but I feel like this episode right now, it justified it. Oh, absolutely. I Whatever feel like else. it was worth it the whole time, but this, yeah, this yeah. episode is completely standalone, and if it doesn't earn Emmys, <laughs> I'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have they... It's still supposed to be a limited series, right? Like, it's not supposed to have another Ooh. season, or am I wrong? Lindelof is very much like... He, like, leaves that open-ended. It's like, he could have another season, but he has no plans for another season. He has no ideas for another season. As far as he's concerned, this is it. But if gotcha. another idea comes to him after He'll the season, yeah. But I think he might have said that with The Leftovers, too, when he came back. Yeah. You just need a cool idea. <laughs> uh, well, this week's episode, uh, will it obviously it focused on uh, Will... Uh, the who in the present is 105 and uh, played by Louis Gossett Jr. But we get to see his backstory through his memories um, when uh, when Angela, his uh, wait great granddaughter, no granddaughter, granddaughter, granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, his granddaughter takes his takes his memories in pill form, um, and so so pretty much the entire episode takes place within those memories. Uh, we get to see him from uh, through the 30s and 40s and up up until uh, his last memories, you know, right before basically seeing uh, uh, what happened to to Judd, uh, which is Don Johnson. And uh, and I don't know it was it was it, it's one of those things. It's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, this show has gone through the history of other characters before, so it's not as it's not so like format breaking as it would be on another show but the way that they shot it the way that they made it um through his memories and every once in a while you see uh regina king kind of in his place um interacting with those characters uh, as as uh, will and uh and i it was it was just really effective and well done and beautifully shot i don't know i it's i wish i could i had more intelligent things to say about it other than just <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I no, struggled like, to write about it too. Yeah, because it's yeah. just like it was bigger than me. It was bigger mm-hmm. than our ability to write about it. But I was most struck by the way that Lindelof and and, and the co-writer Cord Jefferson, who also writes on the Good Place, mm-hmm. took a character from the comics and without changing the character in the comics changing anything to the character, you know, he ended up just completely transforming that entire character into uh-huh. something completely different and in a, in a way making the Watchmen comic a different, I mean, if you view it from that perspective, like it was like the entire predicate for Alan Moore's Watchmen was white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Which wasn't necessarily, it, that wasn't in it, but so, so right. what we haven't said is the reveal is in Will Reeves' history, 
which a lot of viewers guessed the whole time. Uh, he is Hooded Justice, who mm-hmm. was the first uh, masked vigilante. And he was uh, a character in uh, the original Minuteman, which was written about in uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen. So there, there were certain things you knew about that character, but there wasn't, you never knew who he was under the mask. Um, so this is filling in his backstory in a way that does not disturb any of the text, like Dustin said. Right. Um, but isn't it like, it's like Alan Moore created the character for this. He left out, he left so much space available for yeah. Lindelof to create this. It's just amazing. And it's kind of, what's cool is that, you know, Watchmen exists in the middle and the show is, you think it's a sequel in some ways because it's taking place so many years after. And in this episode, it also became a prequel. Yes. It is completely sandwiching the original text. Right. Without disturbing it. So good. And yeah. and did anybody, I mean, I, I don't follow the comic. I mean, I read it. <clears throat> but did anybody ever think of that rope around Hooded Justice's neck as anything other than... I mean, did anybody imply, impute any meaning to it? I don't know, but I think it was hard because a lot of, I, you know, obviously, like, I didn't read it when the comic was new. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of, uh, especially because, yeah, like, people kind of picked ago. it up around Snyder's movie or whatever. Like, I read it sometime in the 2000s. Um, I would I would be much more interested to know what the conversations around the comic were when it when it first came out. And when it was so groundbreaking and how it, it changed um, how people looked at comics and looked at superheroes. Um, but I don't know that anyone, I mean, right now, yeah, you look at it and it's like, that just seems like a given. Like, yeah. There had to be a story <laughs> there. Like, duh. He's, uh, and the way that they, uh, the way that they don't even make him wearing that rope. Uh, one of my favorite things about it was that it wasn't a choice, it was an accident. In the sense that, like, his first act as a vigilante, he he had that rope around right. his neck because right. he had almost been Lynched. strung up. Yeah. Right. Or he right. had, you know, he had been strung up and cut down to threaten mm-hmm. him. Like, it just was around his neck and he hadn't thought to take it off and it became a part of him moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um there were a lot of touches like that that were just, and, and incredibly hard to watch. Right. Um, the camera had a way because of that conceit between uh, it's Will's memories, but oftentimes it's Angela experiencing them. But then also the camera putting you in the place of both right. of them and you're seeing through their eyes as well. Um, yeah. I think what, what I read what, is it possible? I've read, not including The Walking Dead, I've read three graphic novels. Maybe they're all Alan Moore? What, I what, are, if, what are the other two? Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, no, that was Frank Miller, right? Batman Year One or whatever? Uh, yeah, that's Frank Miller. Okay, yeah. and then the other one was uh, V for Vendetta. That's Alan Moore. Yeah. Okay. I thought you read some Preacher. Oh, yeah, Preacher. I have read Preacher, too. Yeah. Sorry. 
and and yeah, Walking Dead. That's it. That's all you read. Yeah, it's it's not not a medium that I really get into. You don't like <laughs> comics. I'm like Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm just telling you, when as soon as they come out with a Baby Yoda comic, I'm mailing that shit to you. <laughs> like oh, I just assume that we're all mailing him merch once it releases on Black oh, come Friday. On. Oh, yeah. We're all just buying you Baby Yoda merch and just shipping it to your house. I'm going to stuff that train that goes by full of Baby Yoda. You know, you know actually, Tori, the, the thing we should do is we should address it to his kids because then... He can't get rid of it because it's theirs. Uh, That's true. Because if it's to Dustin, he could throw it out. (laughs) Yeah, no, if the kids get it. Well, no, but I feel like even if if they'll see it and claim it. I'm sure. (laughs) That's how that goes. Right. Um, But yeah, so Dustin's taste in reading materials aside... (laughs) One thing that uh, we were talking about that was really interesting. Um, so obviously, this episode of Watchmen was was really hyped and and deservedly so. Uh, but it wasn't the only episode of television to deal with a character's backstory and to break format. Mm. Um, so, and this was the thing that Dustin pointed out that I hadn't realized. Uh, the writer for this episode of Watchmen also works on The Good Place, who did that, although he didn't write last week's episode. Right. So, um, and as much as the shows are tonally very different, (laughs) The Good Place also had this, like, incredibly moving, touching, lovely episode last week. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, it's, I I have kind of a fascination with these episodes that, that break format. Um, I've been trying to figure out why it is we love them so much. Like, this has happened uh, on a lot of shows, even short shows. For uh, just as an example, one that came off the top of my head was um, uh, Forever on Amazon, which came and went. Oh, I love but, that. But the one episode that everyone kind of universally loved uh, at the time was the one, there was one episode that focused on two characters who were not uh, Fred Armisen and. Oh, uh, that's right, yeah. And uh, what's her name? Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Sorry, and uh, and that that episode was kind of like praised as like the best episode of this show. That's not about those two characters at all. Right. Um, was a really good episode. There's a it, it was a really good episode, but there there's something there's something about I, I guess that that format breaker that it's surprising TV on a whole has to uh, e- even the most groundbreaking TV it has to teach you how to watch it right. Right. So it has to teach you the formula and the structure for an episode and you can divert from that, but you can't go away too far. Otherwise it becomes, um, you know, people don't know what to expect and they don't know what, what they're watching. Um, and people come back to TV a lot of times for some level of comfort, even in a show that's surprising. Um, so, so it was, it was, it was, uh, exciting to me to see that on the good place, they're, you know, well into their last season they, I think uh, when they come back next year, they've got maybe, f- if you include the hour long as two, they've got maybe five half hours left. Um, so not a lot of time to wrap up their story and to wrap up the, the story they've been telling for four years. Uh, but they still took an entire episode to basically just go back and tell uh, Chidi's history, um, which we'd never really seen. So that was that one that was cool because we didn't know that much about him. Yeah. And it was another thing of like a character absorbing, even though in this case it was mm-hmm. Chidi reabsorbing his own memories. Right. Um, 
and filling in because it wasn't just his, we saw a lot of his childhood, but it was also all of those whatever 300 years or whatever <laughs> that he'd been a part of this experiment right. and all of those memories that had been taken from him right. um, for this this last go around. So it was kind of funny that not only was it two backstory episodes, but it was the same conceit of like going through rapid fire, these <laughs> memories right. that are, you know, kind of coming and blending together and stuff right. like that. So the question is, who who stole that from who? Because <laughs> clearly, uh, clearly, I think the, the what's happening is that Core Jefferson was, uh, is the link between these two shows, yes. worked on both these shows. So which one did he, which show did he get the idea and, and take it to? I don't know. I, I, I read an interview uh, where he, I thought it was funny because he was like, they were like, so what can you tell us about the last three episodes of Watchmen? He's like, I actually haven't seen them or anything because I had to run back to the good place to do that. So I have no idea what's happening. So breaking news show. on this episode, Cord Jefferson stole the idea for the TD <laughs> episode from his Watchmen episode, <laughs> clearly. Well, no, because he... So, didn't you say he... This oh, is my God. Did you actually... say Chidi was Hood of Justice? Oh, Oh. No. I didn't say that, but now, now, I'm, now no. I'm starting to see all the links. Uh, what if there's a crossover? <laughs> uh, no, I think Watchmen stole it from The Good Place. I bet they've been building up to Chidi's, and they were like, you know what? We're just going to do it bigger and crazier. Right. Um... um no, of course they're not. They're not stealing from each other. I mean, maybe, but you know, probably not. They're definitely uh, inspired by one another. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. day. But it is funny that now that you mentioned that, because I was thinking about um, the idea of breaking the format. Um, there are so many of these shows that, like, nine one one has turned into this thing where they have these backstory episodes that are always called like character name begins. So it's like Henrietta begins or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's, it oh started God. out as a break in format and they've now done it enough times for different characters that it's just a new format that the show cycles through. Right. Right. So like every season you can expect one or two of those that will have some bearing on the plot, but it'll be a full flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the flip side, you have a show like Community, which I feel like, honestly, every episode was a... a there was no format. <laughs> right. It was always a, a the, different The format rip. was that they're going to break the format every it was, week. It was all break the format <laughs> episodes, which is kind of impressive. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that's something I hadn't really thought of that much. And you yeah. said you finally watched one of the greatest Break the Format episodes uh, from Supernatural. This is true. I did. Um, <laughs> so I was, uh, uh, just to, just to set, the, set the table, I went to visit my, uh, my sister who has kids and I don't have kids. So I got to go uh, hang out with uh, my nephews. And Tori, I think I told you this maybe off pod, but the, uh, the two shows that my nephews wanted me to watch there, there's a 12 year old and a five year old. The 12 year old said uh, he wanted me to watch Supernatural, and the five year old wanted me to watch DuckTales. So I think you would get along with my nephews. My I point. think I might actually be your nephews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I watched the episode that you recommended, which was the, uh, the episode where they're stuck in a bunch of TV shows uh, with the trickster who turns out to be Loki, who uh, Dustin was on. Uh, 
uh, Band of Brothers. So that's how that's how you can get into it. You can watch this and be like, oh, that's the guy from Band of Brothers who was a jerk. I think that's like every show has got somebody from Band of Brothers. Well, there you go. And that's but this is your entry into the okay. supernatural yeah. world. Into 14 seasons of right. Supernatural. Um, but again, I mean, I was I was impressed in part because I don't watch a show and I did not, I, I didn't really know. Honestly, what I knew about the show going in was what I've read from you, Tori, and what you've told me. So, uh, so, I, so, you know, I went in with that as my primer and was still able to thoroughly enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah, when they break, they always have their one meta episode a yeah. year, and you pretty much don't need to know any of the other plot because it it is a they do a good job about making a self contained fun. Yeah, and it was weird it thing. was super fun. It was super weird. Uh, you did not tell me that at one point at the midpoint they get they get sucked into a Japanese game show, which was amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and they had, just get hit in the balls. <laughs> and had, yeah, it, it's hitting the balls. And the the game show host is. Uh, is the guy who played Alv, uh, Alvar Hanso from Lost, and has been a million other things. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and now definitely one. I admit, at a minimum, I want to go back and watch the supernatural episodes that are uh, that are the format breakers. Yeah, I can help you um, with that. But again, this is just another example of the show that, like, you know, I don't need the. The, the week to week is its own thing and that's fine. But then the format breaker comes about and we're so excited. We're like, Oh my God, this is, this is so different. And who knows what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I guess it's just the, the surprise of it, but yeah. obviously you can't have the surprise of it without having the, the baseline. Yeah. So, the foundation. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what my point is. Other those than, episodes are I don't great. Know those episodes are great. Uh, everyone should be watching The Good Place. Why aren't we watching The Good Place more? Um, <laughs> we are. We watch it faithfully. <laughs> right. But, every but week. It's, but it's very few people, I feel like. <laughs> They'll discover it. On Hopefully. Peacock. On Peacock, coming in 2020 to <laughs> Internet well, How everywhere. did it do in the live plus 35 ratings? I think it did pretty well there. <laughs> it's still not doing as well as... Uh, as a lot of other shows. I looked probably. up those live 35 ratings. They're fascinating. Oh, yeah? So yeah, th- this, for, for people who don't know, this means shows that were watched within the first, essentially, month. Right. Uh, and what, what did and you like, learn, Dustin? Because, We know how, we're always like, you know, there's less viewership now than there was, like, during Friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you add all that up, it's not that different. Like, Stumptown was... I remember Stump, Stumptown after 35 days had 12 million viewers, which mm-hmm. is pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I don't remember what the other ones had. Uh, but the, they were huge numbers. They were like 18, 19 million for the top shows. Yeah, so the key, is, the key is really just that people aren't watching stuff live or right. even within a couple of days. It's people kind of catch up when they can catch up. Which right. is also funny because you hear everyone complaining about spoilers, but clearly they're not that concerned about spoilers <laughs> if they're waiting like three fucking weeks to watch it. Right. <laughs> ah. right, what is that? Uh, Grey's Anatomy, 16.6 million viewers. The Good Doctor, 17 million viewers. Ah. The Good Doctor, come on. <laughs> I forgot that show was still on. Oh, wait, uh... Uh, shows that have more than tripled their initial rating after five eight weeks include New Amsterdam and The Good Place. Aww. Tripled. 
Triple. It went from a 0.7 to a 3.4 in the 18 to 49 demo, which is like really huge. Yeah, the good place is fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still going to cancel it. But I, you know, I saw these ratings. <laughs> it's, it's not ending. It's not ending. No, I just, I How dare you, Dustin? Oh my God, Dustin. <laughs> You're just gunning for everything. <laughs> but I saw the ratings and I was like, oh, this is, this is. You know, really why a lot of shows aren't getting canceled. Look, Dustin, don't worry. Once The Good Place ends, what will take its place on NBC is your favorite show, Manifest. Manifest, Coming yes. back in 2020 on NBC. I saw a trailer for it the other night, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think we'll have to do, uh, you know, Manifest in 30 words, too. Oh. I feel like you get five words and that's it. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> uh, so it's so bad. Uh, I look forward to that. Um, I do too. All right, let's get to our game this week. That's uh, it. It is called The Untitled Game That Dan Has Come Up With But Isn't Telling You What It Is So You Don't Research Beforehand. Game. <laughs> um, because Dustin Cheats. Because I don't hashtag cheat. Dustin Cheats. <laughs> Uh, no, what the the game is actually called... I prepare! <laughs> That's also I called know. cheating. Um, the game is actually called When Was That? 2019 January to March edition. Uh, edition. Did I say that right? I said that right. Uh, I'm a couple ciders in, you guys. And, uh, yeah. A couple? Well, the old it's, uh, ciders. It's, I, I had to get rid of them. I have to finish them off. Um, and we forgot to do What's Everyone Drinking? So. Yeah, is it still the pineapple cider? It is. I'm, I'm finishing it off tonight. Oh, wow. I don't drink when I'm not on the podcast. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, and I here, switched it up. Oh, what are, what are you drinking? We'll, we'll pause here I'm drinking that. I'm drinking Green State Lager. I'm drinking a beer in a tall can. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. This is, a, this is a new Tory. I know. It's all fizzy and large. <laughs> not wine. Uh, Dustin, what, what about you? No, here? I'm just having Allagash White tonight and coffee. Okay. And coffee. And coffee. <laughs> But not at the same time. Well, I'm alternating. Yeah, right, but not the same sip. No. Okay. Oh, two straws. <laughs> I think they have a coffee allagash, and it's disgusting. They also have, like, a chocolate one. You have to go to the brewery. They do all sorts of weird things, but they're disgusting. Anyway. Anyway. The game. The game. Uh, when was that? 2019, January to March edition, uh, which is the word that I tripped up on and still sounds weird in my head. Uh Basically, all it is is in celebration of all of the shows that we aren't watching, I've picked a bunch of them that premiered sometime between January 1st and March 31st. Uh, all it is is I'm going to give you the title of the show. You have to guess which month it was. There are no trick questions. It's always The answer is always going to be either January, February, or March, and uh, that's it. See, Time I is feel a lie. Like- Tori has the advantage here because she actually writes the streaming guides. These are not streaming shows, mostly. Yeah. Some of them are, oh. but not not the majority of them are shows that were on a broadcast net or well, not on a broad, on a broadcast or basic cable network that uh, we've forgotten because there are too many shows. 
right. I think Dustin has the edge because he watches Watches every new show. That's true. You watch all of... Yeah, you've probably seen all of these shows, Dustin. I feel like we're both at a disadvantage because 2019 has taken an actual infinity to get through. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And there's no way to remember what happened in January, February, or March. And a lot of these, when I saw the names, I was was, uh, shocked that that was this year. (laughs) So are you guys ready? Let's do it. All right. Uh, just shout out your answer when you think you have it. Uh, that's all we got. Okay, to start, Russian Doll. March. Yeah. Incorrect. Really? <laughs> Dustin, do you want to try to guess? 50-50. I mean, Here February, you I guess. <laughs> that really felt like a March. That felt like a Wait, did, summer did, show. Did he, did he agree with March? Yeah, he agreed with me. Okay, yeah, then I you did. get nothing. Uh, it was actually February. Huh. I swear uh, that was like June. <laughs> I know. It's I'm just always answer. January to March. I'm not trying to trick you. I don't trust you. All right. Uh, uh, the passage. A January. Correct. Fox. As on Fox. I did watch uh, maybe season show. Four or five episodes. Disappeared quickly. Was yeah. that about a no? It was about uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell and uh, vampires. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Whiskey Cavalier. March. Oh. Incorrect. February. Correct. Oh. It was February. Premiered oh. uh, after the was the Oscars. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It was. Oh, one that's of right. Those that's events. right. That's right. It was an I event did show. watch. There was thirteen episodes. I think I watched eleven, and I was just like, I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Um, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> All right, we're one to one. Uh, let's see. What what am I what am I doing next? Uh, how about Miracle Workers? Oh, uh, March, oh, February. Dustin's correct. It was February. <laughs> uh, Miracle Tori Workers, by the way, coming one. back. I know. I'm really excited. It'll be a completely different story, but uh, I think some of the same cast. I think so. it's the same. Yeah, I think it's the same core cast. Yeah, they're doing like the. They're doing the American yep. horror story thing where he's going to threaten to blow up the earth in a different way every year. Uh, no, they're playing different characters. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be people in heaven this time. Oh, it'll be something else. Wait, but I know it's the core cast. But is do you think Buscemi's coming back? Radcliffe. Oh. Radcliffe no, is uh, coming. Yeah, he's definitely coming. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That would be great if he comes back. As someone else. Or maybe still God. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's two to one, Dustin. Uh, let's see. Deadly Class. Oh, January. Correct. Yeah. Deadly Class <laughs> on Sci-Fi in January. Uh, unfortunately canceled after one season. R.I.P. I Deadly tried. Class. It was kind of slow. Um, it was. It got good at the end. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, next is The Village. Uh, January. NBC. This Is Us replacement. Terrible. <laughs> oh, it was that. I was sitting here going, you mean the Terrible. M. Night Shyamalan movie? Uh, incorrect. Oh. It's February? It was March. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where they did the heart on the chain link fence? Yes, that's the one that they yeah, all yeah. live in the same oh my building, God. I believe. Oh. So bad. That was the worst. I didn't even watch the show. The commercial drove me nuts. I oh. did not watch the show. 
Uh, I remember reading the script and thinking, uh, this feels very much like they're trying to make This Is Us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it didn't work, but... No, it was terrible. Um, okay, still tied two to two. Uh, the other two. February. January. Dustin is correct. It was January. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that even is. Even though it sounded like it was definitely just just guessing. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yes, I, yeah, I don't. The other two. Have either of you watched the other two? I don't what know what that it? is. The other two is the show. Uh, it's on Comedy Central. It's a half hour created by uh, two writers who left SNL. And uh, it's it's about two. Uh, it's about this the, this brother and sister who are in their. I think they're both either like late 20s or maybe maybe one of them's early 30s. But they're both kind of like, you know, their their lives haven't panned out and they're trying to be performers. I think. One's a singer, one's an actor. Uh, but their little brother, who's 13, has just become like a Bieber-esque uh, YouTube star. Um. And so so it's them kind of like trying, you know, they're super jealous of him, but they're also trying to like glom onto his celebrity and, you know, use it to, to propel their propel careers. Themselves. yeah. But they're also like genuinely... The, the thing that makes it work is that they also genuinely try to protect him. So they're both protective of him while and you know like their mom is is you know not great obviously to so so they're they're trying to like protect him and like let him become be a normal kid as much as he can while still also trying to use his uh his popularity for their own gain um and it's good and it's coming back uh and that's all i have to say but dustin got it so it's three to two (laughs) Uh, Damn right. Uh, we've got a couple more shows here. Uh, okay, The Enemy Within. February. Correct. March. Tori's correct. It's February. Is that the Catherine Heigl show? That was the NBC no. show that I didn't watch. Legal show? Uh, I think it was the one. It, this is bad. Oh, wait. It's no, the I one remember. With I the, remember it. The, yeah. Yep. That was like a terrorism plot, I yeah. think. Oh, I was thinking it was about, like, alien autopsies. (laughs) It's like an FBI agent that was imprisoned, and then she got released because of her daughter or something. It was dumb. Um, But we're still tied once again, three to three. Uh, Next show, I Am the Night. Oh, March. You're both wrong. It was January. (laughs) Oh, wait, the HBO show. Uh, That was... No. No. Oh, I'm thinking of it. <laughs> You're even more wrong. I Am the Night is the, uh, unless I'm getting this wrong, the TNT show with Chris Pine and uh, Patty Jenkins. Oh, yeah, I watched that. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically it was a limited series, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're it's like still six tied. episodes, and I was uh, like, oh. Uh, three to three. Still more Ab- Abby's. Episodes. Oh, January. Uh, March. Dustin's right. It was March. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the brief mid-season sitcom starring uh, uh, Natalie Morales. Natalie Morales, yep. They stuck Mike Schur's name all over it and then kind of disappointed us when it wasn't a Mike (laughs) Schur show. Um, All right, so four to three. Dustin could win it with the next one. Uh, Umbrella Academy. March. February. Dustin's right. It was February. (laughs) I recapped that. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't watch it until March. Whatever. Uh, basically, <laughs> I really love that show. <laughs> I did. I loved that show. Uh, congratulations, Dustin. You've won the game. 
Um, two weeks in as a row. As I always do. Two weeks in a row. This is That's a... Right. This, this is a, a streak. It's a streak now. It's what happens when you... We can no longer make fun of Dustin Cheat. for never winning the game. I know. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that means that Dustin gets to either rant or choose who rants uh, for to, to end our episode. So, Dustin... Uh, you know, I feel like I've said all I need to say about the Mandalorian, so I'll just, I will pass it to you, Dan. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, well, luckily for me, I thought about this for at least five seconds to to see what <laughs> yeah. I have to say. So I'm going to start the clock, sixty seconds. But you know, we're kind of loose with that here. Um, my rant is about AT and T Now, <laughs> which was formerly known as Directv Now. And uh, when, when they first started, I believe almost three years ago now, I signed up because, look, it was a good deal. Uh, they basically said, prepay for three months at $35 a month, and you'll get this, uh, this, you'll get like a plan that's better than you would normally get for that price. We'll also give you a free uh, Apple TV, which I had never had up until that point. Wow. So I wow. thought, great. This is a good deal. Basically, it was like I was buying an Apple TV and then getting, uh, you know, getting three months of, of DirecTV now for free. So I said, fine. I did it. Uh, I signed up, and it worked, you know, pretty well most of the time. It took them a while to get a DVR, but I was kind of like, you know, it's okay. I can live with this. Uh, they added the DVR uh, right around when AT&T bought them. Um, and I was like, you know, okay, it's not, it's not working as well as I would like, but they have all the channels I want. And I'm still saving money compared to cable. But yeah. uh, now we've reached the point where it's three years later. The DVR is still in beta, which I'm putting in quotes, because it's been two years and they, they, I, I think the beta moniker is just allowing them to, to claim that, uh, oh, it's going to be buggy. Sorry, because still, we're still testing it. But uh, in that time, they've basically doubled the price. So it's now, the plan that was $35 is now $60. So it's now reached the point where I'm basically paying the amount I would pay for a cable subscription of the same, you know, level. Uh, The DVR constantly forgets to record things that I've set passes for, um, Mm. which is very confusing to me. Uh, the, 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 The weirdest one to me was this weekend where... Uh, it didn't record Saturday Night Live, uh, but it did record the rerun of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Live. So somehow it missed the live one and recorded the one that came on later, which didn't make any sense to me, but it, it constantly drops those recordings. It constantly, uh, you know, fails to, fa- like, uh, shows will just pause at weird times and it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work uh, and, and channels will go out all of a sudden for no reason and then I have to restart the whole thing. Um, it feels like a computer that I bought in 2002 and I was running like wind, not windows XP, like the one after windows XP, windows Vista that like nobody remembers because windows Vista was so terrible and was so buggy and constantly just like your computer needed to reboot all the time. It feels like the windows Vista. uh, What? Why don't you cancel? So here's the problem is that I can't, uh, no, none of the other, uh, over the top services, for live TV, have the channels that I want. None of them have the right combination. Uh, AT&T now is the only one that has that combination, and but it's so it's getting so frustrating that I'm legitimately considering going back to cable. That's yeah. how bad it is. 
is that I would cable. rather go back to cable and deal with their bullshit. YouTube has yeah, I mean, everything except for uh, FX and uh, I think, and then Hulu has everything except for a uh, AMC. You just have to do without one. Right, and I I do not like the concept of doing it without one of them. And but so, you, but you add on, you can buy that as a standalone, right? No. I don't you think can, you can get no, neither one of those. You can, are available you can get AMC Premiere, which only with a cable subscription. You have to have a, a subscription to get AMC Premiere. I you can do it through uh, Amazon. Yeah, but you hmm. still have think. to have a cable in order to get AMC Premiere on Amazon. Uh, because it's not a, it's just a commercial free version, right? Of the and you get cable. episodes, I think, a couple days early, right? Yeah. Um, I think also, which one was it? Hulu. One of them doesn't have Comedy Central, which was also an issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, re- realistically, I can survive without them, but I am, I am very. So I don't know, I'm just frustrated, yeah. and I've gone over way longer than sixty seconds. But, I, I want to add uh, this because it's very related. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Like eight years ago, I had DirecTV and for the NFL, whatever, and then I canceled it, and I forgot to send back the uh, box, and then they sent me a bill for like 300 bucks, and then I moved, and I was like, fuck you, I'm never paying this, ha, 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 <laughs> go to hell. And then AT&T bought DirecTV, and then I got a new phone, and my service was AT&T, and they were like, no, you can't have this phone until you pay that $300 for the fucking box. Oh my gosh! And I was like, it was like five fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, this is the world that we live in now. Yes, but that's okay because Disney will save us with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and well, I haven't watched that show yet, so I can't comment. Has anyone watched it? Dustin Other has. Dustin, yes, well, he watches everything. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, that was uh, that that was a rant. Sorry. Um, um. No, Dan. I think we're sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think we're you just sorry that quit. you're going through this. It's it's really the most the most <laughs> difficult thing in my life right now, which is uh, it's hard, you guys. I'm just saying. It it's... sounds horrendous. <laughs> no, it is really annoying. Um, really, think I like about... how they managed to twist a free Apple TV into like. Not actually being good enough. <laughs> well, it was always on the cusp of being good, but it just it hasn't gotten there yet, and maybe never will. Because I, I, I do believe that the service has actively gotten worse, uh, which is why I will probably switch to something else at some point. But uh, but until then, I'm going to complain about it. And uh, you know, I it, th- th- there was a point in this in the show uh, where I thought to myself, this episode's going to be short. And it turns out it is nope. not. It's we not. are incapable so, of short episodes. So, uh, but that's the show. Um, thanks again, Tori and Dustin, for being here and for uh, listening to me rant. I don't know what I said, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Um, it hangs together. <laughs> uh, Dan blacked out but, and woke up with the new cable service. <laughs> uh, but uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, because um, this will be out before Thanksgiving. Should yes. be, yeah. Unless I've eat done some something, pie. eat some pie, uh, and turkey or whatever, whatever it is you eat for Thanksgiving. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you don't, then no big deal. But uh, have a good week. We'll be back next week. Uh, thanks, everybody. Good night. Good, good night. night.